Go ahead. Go for it. All right, real quick, back, just so everyone understands what we're talking about. We're talking about how you can – girl, Mozzie's saying that girls aren't settling down until they're older, and I'm trying to say the opposite. So this is my take. I went to FAU party school, you know, South Florida. You know how it is. And it was just like girls were throwing themselves around everywhere, okay? I moved back home after college, and it's like the exact opposite. Girls wanted you to take them out on a date. They don't want to Snapchat you. They want to text. But I'm saying, like, but I'm it's saying, a lot but different. How, but but I'm saying though that they do that. But it's like all I'm saying is the window. <laughs> how I feel about it, okay. like this. How I feel about it, like in college, it was just like one night stands. Like mm -hmm. you just you you get lit at parties. You meet somebody. You you like them. Now it's like. Okay, like you would take them on a couple of dates, you might smash or whatever, and then you date for like maybe what a couple months, and then it's on to the next. It's just the same same shit, just a little bit longer. Like yeah, it's a little more playful because you because you grown now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you got you moving a little bit more mature, but it's like the same. They ain't ready. They ain't really like now if they find somebody they really like. Okay, but really like. When you got a girl who really like you too much and you and you don't like her equally, you're going to be like, bro, I'm going to go get me some. Yeah, yeah. And I you, think another thing, too, with the maturity is we have a lot more. We're way more bored now. So it's like it's like cool to have a, a girl for a little bit and just be someone to text all day or like somebody to hit up when you're bored rather than when we're young. It's like but that's social media. Yeah. But I feel like it's social media, too. Like social media make like. Yo, your attention span of people shorter. Like you got more access to more people, so it's like you gonna you'll get tired of something. You 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 could easily discount or like discard Damn, somebody. That is, I have never thought of it that way. You could easily discard somebody because it's like, bro, like, bro, I got these other girls like my. Yeah, I can go on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? No, hundred percent. But they think, think the same way though. Women think, but you got to think we do. Dudes can only get so much, bro. You know how easy it is for women to get that without even trying, bro. They yeah. could come on, you feel what I'm saying? So it's just guys like, are horny, bro. It's just it's it's plain and simple. Exactly, bro. Guys <laughs> are horny. Right, bro. For There's real. another part to it, like along with like the social media, you look at dating apps, like your app will tell you like, oh, someone likes you. You just haven't matched with them yet. So you know there's other people out there just waiting on you to like match with them. So you're just going through like, oh, well, this person conversation's like not going perfect. Like back then, like where our, when our parents were growing up, it was like, you didn't hit it off with this girl. Like you may be three, four months till you find someone. Even though you had to have real communication skills yeah. and game. Like you had to have real game. Like, like you had to know how to like. I feel like a lot. What is what's lacking is a lot of men don't know how to like really like. I can't say a lot. There's some guys who do, and they the guys who get the girls who know how to approach, and, and they not scared of the rejection. They not scared to. For because I, I think part of that too is there's a you lot understand less the kids that don't. Get, there's a lot less kids that have dads that teach them how to do that. You know what right, I'm saying? Like really. they don't have like like today's generation of these TikTok kids. Their dads aren't teaching them like. This is how you take a girl out. This is how you open the door. Like this is how you talk. They, they don't learn that shit no more. Bro, I can remember being like like being like four or five, like walking in the mall, and like a pretty girl will walk up and my dad be like, open the door for her. 100%. 100%. Like, bro, and it and it shows because it's like 
like I, I, the older I got, like I'm not scared to speak to women, even if I'm not even trying to get with them. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. just like you understand, like the dynamic through it all. Like you know what I mean? You build that confidence too, and that's the other thing. Right, like, that's the major thing. You, you get the confidence from getting rejected by other girls, and the problem is these kids now they're too scared to get the initial rejection that they don't even try, or they just get the rejection over a screen over like yeah. their phone. They ain't never like. Think about like we we pass notes in school. We like yeah. we actually ask girls to home come in and jump. Like you know what I'm saying, dude? There's kids that are like Snapchatting girls. Like, will you be my girlfriend now? <laughs> For real though, that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> no, wow. Another thing that I've started to notice uh, a lot more recently is like when you go on social media, like you see like the terms they use, like oh he's got like Riz or like he's a simp like they're always throwing out these terms to kind of like yeah, yeah. and like it's either a you're gonna get shit on for it because that's just how people are like i feel like 90 percent of people on social media are just haters like anything you put oh, out there, yeah. someone's gonna hate so like yeah. you're not already 100 percent confident and like trusting like what you're like how you're approaching a relationship or a girl you get one person that hates on you even though you may be doing the right thing you're gonna doubt yourself and then automatically you've lost like it's just back to square one like you're like oh yeah. no I'm not going to be like that guy, like not going to get caught on social media. Dude, you know, you know what it is too, is back to what Mozzie was saying about like uh, the, the social media. It's like, dude, there's always options. There's always girls out there that also makes it hard, like commitment wise when guys want to get in a relationship or girls want to get in a relationship. Cause then you're like, damn, is she really that bad? Like if this is the girl that's going on my Instagram and everyone else is going to see it and like, I'm going to lose all these girls. Like, is she worth it? And then there's that, well, you know, this, this girl's yeah, this girl just followed me. This girl's had me on snap. Like, it's really hard to get like a serious relationship now. I feel like I feel like the major word is the commitment. Like you really got to like, bro. Cause that's like when you really think about when you get committed to something, that ain't nothing light. Mm -hmm. That's a serious. That's when you commit yourself. Like that's nothing light, bro. And like, I know I was. I'm. I. I done been the one who done messed it up, and you know did it all. Like. You take it for granted when you're young, but the older you get, you start to realize, like, that junk ain't nothing light. So you just got to be smart how you move with it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. as we can see, like, people get hurt from it and, you know, it's just things come with it. So, you know, it's another thing I, I, I was talking about with somebody the other day. It's like how there's th throughout the different stages of our life as we get older what we admire and what we find attractive changes so much. Like for example, when I was a kid in like elementary school, if a girl was like good at sports, I was in love with her. And then when I got to like high school, if a girl was like, you know, uh, looked older for her age, I, that's what I wanted, you know? And now I'm at an age where it's like, does she have a job? Is she looking to get a career? <laughs> like I'm like, actually the, the things that I'm like, this girl's really hardworking. This girl, uh, you know, she's looking for a career. She's not looking for money. Like, that is things I think about now when I think about girls. Like, if I'm going to date them and find them attractive. No, no, and that didn't even exist two years ago. You know what I think about the most when I think about, like, the girl I'm dating, bro, for real now? Bro, is she, like, bro, like, if, could she be the mother, like, mm -hmm. of my kid? Like, would I be proud to be, like, that's my kid? But, like, because you got to think, some girls can be moving not, like, motherly. You feel me? 100%. I've dated that before. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> And dudes, it's the same thing, but dude, yeah. if you ain't moving fatherly, like, bro, it's the same way. So it's like, bro, like, I feel like people really got to start looking at themselves, like, 
different. Like when you start getting a relationship, you gotta like look at yourself self with a more mature like. You gotta have a purpose and a reason for what you're doing it for. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. But other than that, if if you if you ain't getting serious like that, then go crazy. <laughs> Put your future mask on, bro. For real. Like, yeah, but exactly. it's one of the two. You feel me? Like, yeah, just okay. don't blur the lines. Just be real about it. That's be how intentional. I, yeah, that's yeah. Be real about it. Yeah. Two yeah. things. Number one, that that was kind of funny about how we used to look at dating. Because for me, it was like. Once I realized I was like done with college baseball, I was always like, all right, I got to find a girl that like, we're going to have division one babies. Like I can't be dating no any girl <laughs> under five, six, have to have a sporting background, like has to have like, yeah, it has to be a unit. Like it has to be good. Yeah, like, got to be a unit. Like, like, but, you know, <laughs> God damn. number two though, I feel like another hard thing though, that's it's, so hard to like go for what you want because like like you said if you know you're not looking for a relationship go crazy at the same time a lot of people aren't just going to accept the fact that if you just straight up came out and said to them hey i only want to fuck you i have no other interest in you that like we're at an age where like they're not gonna fall for that like you gotta at least i don't want to say like pretend or fake something but you gotta at least carry yourself to a level of like i'm at least gonna not really not really it's just like I feel like at the end of the day, like you, you like attraction is like a thing. Like words can't say certain things. Like attraction is a thing, and like if you really, if you can communicate that with somebody, and like, cause you got to think, people, some of these women don't be wanting to get in relationships too, cause they got, you know, what I'm saying, like, or if you an athlete like me, you travel a lot, like. Bro, if you travel a lot and you meet somebody in another state and you tell them, I don't want to get in a relationship straight up, I'm only here for a certain, and they respect it, then what? Yeah, but I think I'm I'm more on that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that you're a professional football player and played in the NFL. So your experience with getting girls and our experience with getting (laughs) girls are a lot different. Okay. Yeah, you probably Uh, I'm more with Zach. There's, there's a couple girls I could probably think of where if I was like, yo, I'm just trying to fuck. They're cool with it. But, like, girls that I'd be, like, seriously about, if I said that, they would cut strings right away. You want to know the truth, bro? You got to mess with You got to mess with the ones who, like, you can't, like, go up. Like, you got to mess with people who mess with you. Like, honestly, it's how I feel about it, like. We as a dude, we always we always got that hunger in us to like go for the baddest. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? But like that always come with a price too. 100%. Like there's some insane beautiful there's girls that are gorgeous and they are fucking so nut jobs. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like some of the times like you gotta just mess with them. When you mess with people who like who just see you for you, it like It'd be easier, I feel like. Yeah. The communication just easier. Like I mean instead of trying to like shoot out your league or like you know what I'm saying? Is there anything really out of your league though? Like you are technically like not technically, you are professional football player. Like you you're technically with cream I of the mean, that's just what I do though. That's what I do. That's that that's just like you know what I'm saying. I play football like that's just what I do, but that's not who I am. Oh, so it's yeah. like, 
Bro, if you honestly got confidence and you just feel yourself, and you and you just really do you like, you got a podcast. Like people don't got the nuts to do that. If you really feel yourself on that, I feel like you, and just really be confident from within. People will respect it and like see you for you for real. One hundred percent. You know, you know. Speaking on the, the the professional athlete thing, I remember like when I was younger, I was always like, man, I can't wait to fucking become a pro MMA fighter, and then. Oh, I'm getting all these girls and then I have all these people hitting me up. I'm getting all these followers. And then as I've been getting, you know, building my brand a little bit, getting a little more well-known in the Tempe area, it's like, I don't like that shit as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah. Like, bro, like girls, girls hitting me up and the old, like, like hot girls talking to me. And the only thing they can talk to me about is me being a fighter or like kids trying to like be my buddy. And it's like the only thing they can talk to me about is being a fighter. Like, yeah, like you I'm, said, that's cool, I do but fighting, but that's not me though. That you, that's just a part of you, exactly. Like, you know like, but that's that's the that's the beauty of it. Like you can like, I feel like this pop for me prime example. Football, what I do, it's not who I am. But like, I can't lie, I got a huge identity within football. I had to learn to like separate the two, to be honest, because I had a, such a like. I'm one of them players who was like an underdog player. I always like had a tough journey route to get everything. I had to scratch and claw for everything. So I had to like psych my mind out so much that I'm a dog. Like I was smaller than everybody. I had to be like, I'm a sad. Like every time I tell myself that to this day, but I had to learn how to like low key separate the both of the worlds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, and once I did that, I finally, I started to realize like, dang, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of cold. I kind of can do a lot of, a lot of things, yeah. and then that's when I start getting more confident. Like, bro, like I'm different, bro, and I'm cool with it. And I like it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no. And the thing is, too, is like when when people like that, they only talk to me at the fight, and they only talk to me about like the girls or even guys trying to be my friend. It's like it makes me realize like I fucking don't even like talking about this shit that much. Like, <laughs> I I want somebody to be like, Grayson, how was your day? Or like. How's your yeah. podcast going or like that, you know? But when you're younger, yeah. you're so built on this image of, like, fame. And then you you get it and you're like, I want shit that's real. I don't want shit that's fake. Just keep the real around you, bro. That's that, I just see that's where it come back to, like, mess with the people who just see you for you. Like, when you do that, like, you know, because there's going to always be the people on the outside that's going to, because they see you doing good. They only, that's the only reason they're going to be communicating to you because, they see you doing well, like that's okay. Like that's that's what comes with it. That's you know, like that that's that's a kind of a, a asset to what you do of being good at what you do, like a fruit of your labor. But you know who your people are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you keep you know who's there for you. Like they check on you. They ask those little questions. The people who take the time and ask and like those are the ones you're supposed to keep in your circle. It's, Everybody it's, else. They could they could be cool with you, but at like a distance. It's the people that hit you up when you lose, not the people that hit you up when you win that you want to keep. Right, up. exactly. Or when you or or when you in your grind stage, you know, when you like mm-hmm. in the dark, like you trying to. That's literally my to, career right now. You trying to make <laughs> it happen, like you. Yeah. The people who can see your vision, you know what I'm saying. Those got to be the people you keep. Yeah, we other are. than that, well, you know, than that. They don't really matter. They just hype beast or whatever. <laughs> I remember, uh, yeah, me and Grayson were riding in the car 
uh, I think like two days ago and we were watching something and I don't remember what it brought up, but you know, we were having the same conversation, like, you know, the way we use social media, we can enjoy it and like go on and have no issues. But like, if you had reached a level of fame, you can't even enjoy like the normal. For real. For real. Like, and I can't lie. Like that's a, that's something very true and very real. Like, because at the end of the day, you're always going to be like judged and you're going to have like a, some, like some type of perception about you from by what you post. So like, even that day, you always kind of got to be a little bit responsible. And I know I have to, like, I love music, you know what I'm saying? And I I feel like sometimes when I post on social media, like, my people get mad at me for the music I post. But I'm like, I, li- I listen to this music, and I know y'all listen to this music every day. Like, so just because I post the lyrics, I feel like that should be a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like a part of that is, you know, not I wouldn't say like we fit in that category, but there are a lot of people that are on social media just to keep an image. But like, like you're on there posting your most authentic form of yourself and people want to try to critique it. It's like, well, I didn't ask you to be a fan of every part of my like life. So that's why I had a mindset of like, like, if you don't like it, then just don't follow me. Like, I really don't care. But then I also have to also understand that like, Kids do look look up to me like I play football. I do something that I done made it to do something that other people can't do. Like I can't say other, that's other people can't do it, and a lot you, of people you, did. You're doing something that less than point one percent of the planet can do. Right. So it's like I I do understand. Like dang, I do. I have to be a role model in some way. But come on, man. Like a real football player. Like, I'm a real football player. Like. I really did it. I, I everything I got, I played my way into the NFL. I didn't just have a name, and I really had to go and get it undrafted. You know what I'm saying? So, like when you when you're around certain people in in that industry, you see the real, and and if you a dog, it's gonna come out because you're gonna be around other dogs and other alpha males, and just like fighting like you it's cool people but at the end of the day the hierarchy gonna always it's gonna always be a hierarchy and it's always gonna be a gate and it, and if you good enough you in and if you're not you're not like mm-hmm. you know what i mean 100%. and if and like certain and like if your personality don't fit it don't fit it's just what it is but i don't know i feel like society be too soft sometimes like they try to ignore the, the 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 truth of what certain things are like. Yeah, you can't be soft playing football. Period. Yeah, I think. I'm mean, oh, sorry, Zach. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say like, I feel like that's something we've kind of noticed a lot more is like I guess because we're stuck in this idea of like, well, we have to always set a better example for kids, and we have to like only show them like the good parts of our life. Like that's not tr- like that's not real. Like life no, is. They don't see it. They, that's a good example. I feel like they're going to stay see that. They see that, but they got to see the real too now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they got to see the... Yeah, but they the, thing is, like, the thing is, in today's social media, push. there's no real. There's no real. There is no real. People don't post, and this is what me and Zach talked about the other day. It's like, if you're a young kid today and you go on Instagram and you go to, you know, the most famous celebrity you love, like, let's say LeBron James, okay? He's got all these followers, every single picture, he's smiling, happy, there's money, there's cars, there's this and that. 
What about the days LeBron breaks in practice? What about the days LeBron gets worked in practice? What about the days that there's a family issue and LeBron days suck? You know, bro, you're not you seeing that. And you need to understand bro. is no matter how rich and famous he is, he's human. Everybody has shit days. Bro, I got stories for days, bro. Like I like I play football like and in college, right? I had a girlfriend and like the shit was like my coach, like I was a wild hothead in college. Like some days they couldn't get in touch with me. Like I go to practice, but like when it came to like go to study hall or go to class, sayonara, I'm out. Like you can't catch me. I'm in Tampa, like my home city. I might be fishing somewhere <laughs> for real. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, so, uh, my coach, he had, he used to like have my, my ex girlfriend number. He had my girlfriend at the time number. He, Bro, he used to call her and then, like, say I'll be tripping in, like, practice. He'll, like, do sleek, sneak stuff and be, like, he'll text her and be, like, Mazzy been playing super bad, like, like little mind games. He, my coach used to play mind games with me, bro. Yeah. I'll put this on. But it, that, that stuff like that used to turn me up because then I – so then, like, nothing be worse than coming home and, and your girl, like, damn, why your coach texting me this? You must be sorry, <laughs> like – you get, you get, you. He's saying you ain't gonna really, like, you ain't gonna make it to the league type. You know what I mean? That's so. Funny. And I'm like, and, and and she and like, I was like, dang, bro. But that was my coach holding me accountable through. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, bro, I just think that shit is wild, bro. Like, but that's just the real of football. Like, bro, it's such a production based business. There's so many ways for like your. That's why they're your coach. They're there to like really pull it out of you to get the best out of you every day. And some it's a lot of days where football is not fun. And to be honest, the only day football is fun is on game day, to be honest. Yeah, it's I like know. I fighting. get punched in the face for practice, bro. Yeah. It's not always fun. <laughs> it's not fun until you get to go entertain other people and do it like do it for the, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for real. To perform. Right, to go perform. So it's like, bro, those are the real, like, you got to have a mentality to get through that. You got to have a mentality to, like, when you have a bad game and social media is slamming you, they don't even know you from a can of paint. But just because a dude made a great play on you or you do something and you hurt another player on another, like, just they are, Slant, you got to be mentally prepared, and you know what I'm saying. So, like, that's why I feel like there's no softness, like in football, like from all angles and sides, like t physically, mentally. You still got it, bro. I feel like any entertainment, ath athleticism, in um sport or whatever, there's no. You got to be physically and mentally tough yeah. to do it at a high level. Yeah, in you know, sport. one of the things you brought up that. If, you know, since we started this pod, I feel like one of the biggest things I've started to take notice to more is like coaches and the influence of coaching. You know, you, yeah. talked about, you talked about how your coach understood you to the point where like he could text your girlfriend and he knew it was he like, knew I was he couldn't find me, but he knew she would know where I was at. Yeah, like that's that's knowing your players. You know, there's good coaches right. that make that understand the game and there's coaches that understand the players and there's a huge difference in that and not all coaches can get it all down the same Bro. but like you said you know 
really the only fun day is game day. So to have a coach to make you fall in love with the days when it's not fun, you know, that's what, I mean, that's what kills a lot of guys. Like some people literally quit on their dreams just because they had a shit coach. Man, trust me. It almost happened to me. Trust me. It almost happened to me, man. Like my first couple of years at USF, like I was one of like from day one in college, like they knew I was locked down, but it was just, I was undersized. I had to like, build my body up to go compete but once I got to that point I had a coach who was just hating on me so bad bro like he just did not want me to win I don't know it's like we just mentally our personalities just didn't didn't click so he he almost had me fall out of love with football I was I was about to transfer from USF and everything and then Charlie coach strong came once Coach Strong came to USF, my mom and my dad were like, just stay and just, just stay for the spring and see if you like it. Bro, I stayed for the spring. I balled out for the first two practices, pulled my hamstring, didn't even play. But, and then my, and my DB coach, and that's when my DB coach was like, texting my ex, like, you're, he's soft, he ain't good, he ain't. But, like, he was doing it in a way of, like, mentally, like, yeah. he just saw something in me where he was, he's like, he ain't going to fall. He going to take this as a, he taking this personal. And I did, bro. But that was just, I had a, I was just blessed to, like, have, I had a couple Rocky coaches. You know, you always have coaches you don't connect with. But I was blessed to have some real, real coaches. Like, I had a couple real, real like some co- real high caliber, smart coaches who put really put me on game and looked out like more than just being like football, like big brother type. You know what like, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I had some, but they like real men. Like they, they, re- they would in the industry, they well respected. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, that's how I, I feel, just- bro. Like my, my biggest thing in, in sports is my head coach. I need to be like a father figure to me. Um, or, or even like now that I'm older, like an older brother is how I would put it. And I really get that connection with Mahmood and, and Vince at Kaizen. And, and, you know, like I, yeah. I can go to Vince for anything MMA or life. He's going to tell me how it is. If it hurts my feelings or not, he's going right. to always keep it a hundred with me. And if I communicate and work with him, he's going to communicate and work with me. And he puts in the same amount of work into me that I put into myself. And it's right. like, that's such a confidence booster in life. And in when I go into battle, because it's like. I know this motherfucker did everything he can to sharpen me. And I did everything I can to listen. Like, I I, I don't know if anyone else has that connection with their coach like I do. And going into war, it's like, I want to just be a fucking video game character for them. You know, I want them to just fucking tell me what to do and I do it. Bro, trust me, I know. Like, watching Vince, like, train y'all, like, especially when y'all in fight camp, bro. Like, that's such a, like, bro, he has to, like, absorb all of those punches and kicks and knees. Day in and day out, bro. Like, he enjoys, it, bro. Like that's a, like that's major respect. And I told him that in his on like a Instagram post the other day because he had posted him holding. So I'm like, bro, like I'm I play football and I know how my body feels after a couple mm-hmm. practices in a game. But like that every day, you don't have like a set schedule. Like yeah, I'm gonna take this day is off. I'm you know yeah. what I'm saying. He was like four guys a day or hit mitch with him. Yeah, he bowed it. Like every, yeah. that's major respect for real though. And I and I love that connection for real. You know what I'm saying? I and I see that like and I feel like that's how we met that Kaizen and training yeah. and stuff. 
stuff. So like, I bro, I feel like that's another thing I love to talk about. How like martial light, martial arts really like helped me, bro, in like my sports and life, bro, mm -hmm. for real. Yeah, but yeah, bro, I love that connection that I see with uh the fighters and Vince and stuff, especially uh, that's love. Yeah, I feel like one of the biggest things um I had to learn like maturity wise, and I think martial arts really helped us with me. Um, and I don't know if this is a sentiment for everybody, but you know, it's easy to treat people good when you're feeling good. Like if you're in good spirits and you're feeling well, it's really easy to share that kind of stuff. Right. But it's a right. true, it's a true reflection of your character of how you treat someone when you're having your dog days. Like if right. shit's going well, how you can reciprocate kindness to someone when you're feeling like shit or how you can just like be able to still express some sympathy for someone, even though you have no room to for yourself. Like, I feel like when I watch Vince do that through like fight camps with guys, like he, like, I know he's just as tired as I am. Well, he's probably got a better gasoline, but at some point he's got to get tired. I know he's been doing this at 6am and he's given instructions. He's still like trying to raise your spirits. I'm like, dude, like, do, do you ever have an off switch? Like, how are you like that mentally? Like, in I feel like, but I feel like there's there like there's certain like certain people like that's a thing. I learned this low key from reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Like when you get rich, the only way to get rich is by giving. Like you can't you can't be like a just a person who always a taker and and receive. Bless you're never gonna receive bless, blessings. You are gonna like minimize yourself. But if you're a giver and you always giving out giving light giving positivity giving you know what i'm saying you're going to be receiving positive just the light and the good energy back and that's probably like that's probably that's probably like what helps him keep going you know what i mean you know it's another thing that i love about being at kaizen so much is um the older i get the more i start to realize people just do stuff for money and they don't do it for the love love and bro i that's always say worst I, yeah and i always say I will never do something I don't love. If it's job, if it's a girl, date a girl, if it's MMA, I will never do something I don't do love. I don't and love. being bro, at Kaiser, Vince does this shit because he loves it. He's not making love any this. money off of me. My mood's doing that shit because he loves it. He My loves, teachers are there because right. we love it. So it makes me love it more being around right. a bunch of people that are doing this for love and not for money. You know, exactly. That's a really big thing I've been learning, especially as I get in my older, like I start working my way up in my 20s. It's like, I want to be around more people that do things because they love it, not because they're making a dollar from it. Yeah, bro, because that's where the true happiness going to come from. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the true happiness going to come when you doing when you when you doing something you love, because then you you could you could find a way to make money doing it like in some angle of way. But you will be more willing to do make the money because you love it. Like, but when you just doing it just for the dollar, bro, that's going to get grimy and ugly you know what i mean i think you know there was a motivational speaker i remember watching a video about this but i can't remember he's like you know a lot of people say like money equals happiness but he's like all right let's say you're striving for something even if you achieve it what's next like let's say we did give you everything what's that's, that that's rick rubin that's rick rubin yeah. what is that going to change for you he's like right. you still need purpose like you still you that gets you up in the morning that like gives you a sense of like going through life like there's a reason for it and like even mm -hmm. if you 
gave you something, even if we gave you what you wanted, would that even change anything? Like, sure, short term wise, like anything short term is fine. Like, who cares? But like over time, is it going to change how you live your life? Are you or are you just going to go back to what you were doing the day before where you were just as miserable? Thanks. One of my one of my favorite quotes is happiness isn't a result. Happiness is a choice. You know, we all have these this preconceived notion that's like, once I become a world champion, I'm going to be happy. Once this podcast is making my living, I'm going to be happy. You know, once I have a wife and kids in a big house, I'm going to be happy. But the reality is, if you're not happy going into that, that's not going to cause you happiness. It's not going to cause you fulfillment. Those are great things that you should strive for and you should want, and it should break your heart if you don't get them. But it shouldn't be a result of sad or happy. Thanks. And I, and I, and you know, when, when you just said that, it made me think I was like listening to Izzy after he won. Like, I think he said after he won his, uh, the, the title belt the first time, he said he had like went into a depression for a couple weeks and he was speaking on that exact same thing. And it made me think about that. And I look up to like, bro, I love martial arts, bro. You know, I train all the time, bro. Like, I feel like, like playing football, like, when I go and train, I go spar and I get like, and I'm in there like learning and like just focusing on myself. And I go back to football. It's like, bro, this, like when I go compete in football, it's like, bro, this is nothing, bro. Like I have no fear. I have no fear. Like, bro, I done been punched in the face, bro. Yeah. I done, I done been in guys. I done been, I done got work, bro. For yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? I done got my nose leaked up yeah. in there you know what i'm saying but i don't know i don't threw a couple too you know what i mean yeah. but but that's where you i feel like that's why i love kaizen because like it's just like it's like a place where you can breed your confidence for real like super therapeutic super therapeutic. super therapeutic but it's all on what you do it's all on what how you do like and how you how you have how your perspective perspective and mindset is going into it like if you want to just be on some chill, like just cardio, that's cool. But if you want to like dig deep and find out some stuff about yourself, hundred percent, you can well, definitely what, do that too. You can relate to this. <laughs> we were just talking on the last podcast, and I was saying that, in my opinion, I don't think there's a more genuine, real version of yourself than after sparring. Like when, you're, when you're sitting on the wall and Vince just talked to us, and you, you. You can't put a fake persona on. You can't even really show emotion. You're just exhausted physically, exhausted. mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And you have a conversation with someone next to you that just did the same thing. That is the most real life real conversation of bro, your fucking oh life. Oh, God. That's it's what so you, real. Bro, that's why I love. Bro, that's what keeps you coming back, bro. And that's bro, I swear, bro. Because it's like after you like after you go those rounds and spar in there, a couple times, like you really, you really get locked locked in with people that you may may not even really talk to, but mm -hmm. you just shared some moments like 100%. that ain't even know that ain't even really got to be spoke spoken on like for real. But it's just like it's real. It's real just real. Fun. My favorite person after sparring to talk to is J Mac. I oh yeah, love J Mac. Dude. Cool. We'll sit there and we'll talk for like forty five minutes after sparring, and it won't even be about MMA. It would be about his job or his kid or it would be about what I did this weekend. And it would just be real. There's no, like, I'm trying to sound cool. There's no him trying to sound cool. Like, we're just genuine as fuck and we have a great heart. And it's literally heart-to-heart. -heart. It's literally right. 
Right, bro. And he and he a beast too. No last shot. He's a fucking dog. Shout out J Mac, bro. He's a fucking dog. For real though. For real though, dog. Yeah, dog, bro. That those are the best. Those are some of the best times for real. I love it. I can't wait to get healthy. I'm gonna be back in there for sure. Yeah, I'm hyped for that, bro. I'm hyped. Yeah. Yeah. One of one of my like favorite things about like when I was doing Kaizen at the time, because I'm not back in Tampa uh, at the moment. But when I like going, the reason why I like going there so much is, you know, I'm a big believer that ego is the death of character. Like your true character ego will like destroy that. And, you know, a lot of times, yeah, people, <laughs> yeah, people gas their own heads <laughs> being on their own too much. Like social media will hype you up in the wrong ways if you let it and just having the wrong people around you. But, you know, there's, there's nothing worse than just getting your ass beat. Cause like you can, Hey, you can lock someone down in football, but if they're like, all right, well, I can beat your ass. Beat your ass. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. That's some true ass shit. But that's what I, but that's where like confidence comes from, Kaiser. Like, I, like doesn't nothing feel better than walking somewhere knowing you could just handle yourself. Like you can protect yourself or whoever with you. Like you ain't looking for nothing. You having a good time, but you know you good. You know what I'm saying? But you know you're good, bro. Like you. You 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 been in you done dead rounds, you done dead rounds with and like hard rounds like you know what I'm saying yeah so like I feel like that's that's some true shit and also like another another thing about that ego like if you have if you go in there with the ego you'll get your you'll get humble really quick by, so, someone, like, by someone that's like five two who like right some little person's gonna go in there and whoop your ass exactly. <laughs> So that's that's just another thing. Like I always remember when I started like sparring, like I never took anybody, like like tried to like think I was better than anybody. I always went to every round with a new partner. Like they were, I didn't know. Like I'm just, you know, what I'm saying because you don't know. Like and that's another thing about Kaizen, bro. Like you could go there. And you'll see somebody, and then you'll see them crack, and you like, dang, like they really good. And you, mm-hmm. but you'll look at them and be like, you will never think. I know, like me, because I'm I'm around some ginormous, yeah, freak athlete, muff, like some people. So I'm like, yeah, like certain people I can look at, and be like, all right, whatever. But if you go to Kai's and it really open your eyes, you'd be like, dang, like. Damn, they got hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got hands. Okay, like yeah. Let me tighten my game, tighten my game up, and respect everybody for real. Because you know what I'm saying. You don't. You never know. <laughs> the other thing I think martial arts does a really good job at, and has to do with that confidence factor, is it gets you ready for the fire, and not just the fire in MMA, but the fire in life. Like when I have a job interview, or I'm taking a girl out on a date, or fucking. Anything at all. We have a really big guest coming on the pod. Something that's going to give me anxiety. I'm never freaking out because right. when I go to practice and when I'm locked in the cage, like that shit is so much worse. And the preparation for it sharpens you everywhere. You know what I mean? So get fire. Like I'm ready for the fire. Like I'm ready for the shoes job interview. I'm ready for the Mozzie podcast. Like that shit doesn't freak me out because at the end of the day, I know how to relax. Cool. All right. That's what we're doing. Let's do it. And I feel like martial arts did a really good job for that. At least Dang. for me. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, that's that's kind of what I meant when I related to it the earlier. Like, bro, going to Kaizen helped me with football, like like playing 
learn like martial arts helped me with football in so many ways. Like, bro, the fear was gone. Like, I already was a little bit like didn't care, but like, bro, going to Kaizen and going rounds and like I done been to going to Kaizen for a little bit of time now. Like when they like since the pandemic, you know what I'm saying? So it's like And you're not sparring nobody, you're sparring fucking dogs. Yeah, obviously and I that's what I'm saying. Cause everybody and that's another thing. I go in there and they like, oh, he the football player. So, <laughs> so I go on the sparring. I'm sparring everybody who's good because they like, oh, he the football player. Let me see what he talking about. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So I've been humbled plenty of time, but it also helped me learn so fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And But uh, yeah, bro, like just going rounds like that, going back to football, it's like, bro, there's no fear ever. Like, Bro, I done been because you know when you when you're like sparring or you're in a fight like that, there's a there's like this, I can't explain the feeling. Like it's right before you about to engage like that pocket or like you're about to enter the pocket, like you're like, you like you know you gotta just sit down and you get it's your like, defense. The the way I, I describe it is like right in that moment, like when they're like, Are you ready? Are you ready? You go to touch gloves and you're about to engage. You are yeah. maximum fear, but maximum confidence at the same time. You're right. Like, talk, but I'm ready. You know, it's like yeah. such a weird way to describe it. Yeah, bro. Like, I feel like once you're in that, like, when you're in that moment for so long and, like, being in sparring and I done been in that feeling, like, bro, like, but I mean, it's another feeling, bro. Like, you're in these rounds and you, like, you had this, like, something talking to you, like, all right, now, like, you could. Like it could get dangerous. Like you, you could, you could just take a step back, or you could go forward. Like it's like a decision you make in your mind to be like, do I keep? Do I go? Do I finish this round hard, or do I retreat and relax for the rest of these last thirty? You know what I'm saying? Like Dude, it's I like actually like certain- that. You, I like that you brought that up because Ryan just sent a video like literally a couple hours ago on this exact same topic. Um, he sent a video of Sean Strickland in our fight, our, t- our fight team group chat, and it's Sean Strickland talking about is they just got done sparring, and he's talking about the the breaking point. And he goes, every single man alive, woman alive on this whole earth has a breaking point. You don't right. know what your breaking point is. You don't set your breaking point. You're not like this is when I'll break, but you know when it's there. And the right, thing is, right. if you hold, this is what he says that I love. He goes, if you hold yourself to the point where the breaking's here, and you're here, and you know it's coming, and you stop here that breaking point's going to get shorter. But if you hit the breaking point and you're like one more round and you push it, your breaking point gets longer. So yeah, you right. don't know exactly where it's at. You can't pinpoint it, but you have the, the ability to control is my breaking point going to be longer now or is it going to be shorter based on how you act once you get to that breaking point. Right. So Pete this. So like I play DB, right? So like I got to play bump and run like man to man coverage on a suit on the receiver who running four three, mm-hmm. pretty boy who make embarrass me if I'm not careful because my position is the one that get exposed on TV. Mm-hmm. So like, bro, I experienced that same breaking point in football. Like, I got to get to that line. I have an option at my position. I have an option to play off the ball or play press. Like, but I like the press because I want to disrupt you right now. Like, I'm not one of these people who like to react from, I want to be in your face right now. I want to be able to dictate right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, when you in that, 
in the pocket or you're in your press technique stance, bro, it's the same feeling. Like, do you rely? Like, prime example, when you're in that breaking point and sparring, are like you get, you know how like mentally, like sometimes you could, like you could freak out and like do whatever for your defense, or do you stay true to your technique and just like stay calm and do what you know, but you know you're at this point, like ah, all right, now it's getting real. Do you stay calm and stay true to your technique, or do you just freak out and do whatever? So I trans like me being in Kaizen and, and and understanding that feeling, like all right, bro, like this person's coming in and like he's stepping forward, he's throwing this switch cross and he's throwing this like kick to my leg, like. I know this, these punches are coming, but I just have to trust my defense enough and block everything. Like, you know, I just got to see and be calm enough. So going to football, like when I'm in press technique, I know I got to trust my technique and be calm enough. Mm-hmm. It's just trusting my technique, bro. Like trusting your technique in the fire, bro. Like I feel like yeah, right. that's when, that's what like Kaizen mentally helped me with, like, and that's why we do a bunch of stance motion after we spar when we're dead fucking tired. Right. But what's going to happen is when you get into a fight or you get into the game of football, you're not going to, you, your thinking is gone. It's going to be right. intuition. And it's going to be, if you were sloppy when you were exhausted in practice, your stance and your fucking stance and DB is going to be dog shit. But if you, when you were dead tired, you're like, all right, I'm going to slow it down a bit. I'm going to keep my elbow tucked. I'm going to keep my feet right for my stance. Like, that's what's going to happen when you don't think because your body's going to naturally do it. So that's yeah. why it's always tells us be disciplined when tired. You know, so we right. always do technique and stance when we're fucking dog shit tired. That, that you last were, then you're round, ready. Yeah. That last shadow boxing round after uh the after those 10 rounds. You can't even far. feel your fucking arms, bro. You're like, fuck. Bro, that last round, bro. Oh my goodness. But that's but that's the truth, bro. But that's the I'm real like, you. That 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 shadow round, that three minute shadow round after 15 rounds of sparring, that's yeah. you find out who the fuck you are as a man. Exactly, bro. And but I, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like that's I feel like that's the biggest, like that's probably my biggest takeaway from martial arts to football, bro. Like it's not it was physical, physically, like, bro, it's just I'm learning. So I I, I love martial arts because it's something athletic, like physically new that I'm learning. And it's like something that you just can't get. You gotta actually wreck this shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got you can't be born with a you good can't dad, cheat it, bro. You can't work. cheat it. You got to go do the do the due diligence and actually take the time to learn it, bro. Like, and I don't study so much outside of Kaizen, bro. Like for real, like I just like watch so much stuff and like, you know, because like I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, the most thing I don't took away from that shit, bro, is like the mental side of it, bro. Like. Having that no fear, but being smart, like being comp, being like it's like you, you ain't you, 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 you moving like on like a systematic time, like you just you calculated movements, you, you're calm under the fire, but you still got the fire, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, bro, yeah, bro, that's the best part about it for real. You know, when you're talking about kind of like this breaking point you reach at like a certain point when you're under pressure and like you, your mind kind of shuts off and you just go into reactionary mode. I feel like one of the biggest things martial arts beat out of us or 
what I, what the way I like kind of attribute it to, like y'all refer to it as a breaking point. I call it rewiring your fight or flight because like everyone's born with it. Everyone. Man, has that's it. a good way to put it too, bro. That's everyone true. Fight or flight. Like when right. you, you can be, you can be raised to always just like defer from situations, run away. Like you said, not trust your technique, just fall back and hope your defense got your back. Like there's always situations where like right. you're just going to be pushed to a point where your body just has to react. And martial arts will beat it out of you because <laughs> literally, if, you, if we take away your flight, you will fight. There is, there is no third option here. So, no third option, bro. So, I mean, that's why I was kind of always loved it just because like at some point you will adapt to being a fighter. Like you can be a self-defense fighter. You're still a fighter. You can right. fight to make sure you protect people you love. Like no matter what, like you will be a fighter at the end of the day. And it's not just fighting in a fight. It's fighting life. It's fighting your men mentality. Like it's doing right. anything. You're no longer approaching it with like, I wouldn't say you're not approaching with a conservative approach, but you're approaching it with the mentality of you're going to beat this. Like you're going to win. Cause that's the only means necessary. Facts. And you know what else is crazy about like martial arts too? I thought I found this out like wild. Like, bro, every time I find myself going to like Kaiser consistently, like my partying and my drinking just shuts down because mm -hmm. bro, you cannot go there and and go party the night before and go train. Like you're gonna be so freaking dead. Yeah, and sore, it, bro. The inflammation from the drinking fucks you. Yeah, bro. And then, and bro, you just and then you're not gonna perform. You just not, bro. I could, I know, I know. Days like it's like, even with the like sex, like, bro. If you like going there noodly legs and shit, you not. Are you done went <laughs> rounds the night before with your with your chi drain? You're not gonna do good, bro. Like you don't jerk off before beat. practice. <laughs> you, Cause bro, I swear you gonna be like a step behind, yeah, bro. Like not that ass though. Like for, it's just gonna be that half step, bro. Like you not gonna be able to get that. <laughs> Babe, I can't do it tonight. My cheese drained. I got no bro, 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 OB, I done said that. Babe, boy. I got sparring tomorrow. I, I got I gotta give him good six rounds. <laughs> Bro, for real though, oh me, cause bro, that junk is not it, bro. I that went in so there, funny. I went in there a couple times, like thinking shit was sweet. Bro, I was like, bro, I'm getting hit by shit. I use, I, I usually see, bro. I'm just like half a step behind. Then I was like, oh, I know what it is. Dude, you know what's the worst? And my buddy Julian has a really good way of explaining this. He's a, a Division One wrestler at Cornell. He's United States world team member, like he's the world's elite in wrestling. And he's like the mental people think that their cardio is bad, but in reality, people think about their cardio so much that it becomes bad. He goes, once I realize that he goes, once you realize, you know, for example, I think my boxing sucks. Your boxing's going to start sucking. Cause you think it does. Once right. you realize it doesn't, and you're just overthinking it, it's going to go away. And that was an issue that I had. And I always thought about my cardio once I was like, dude, once I was like, fuck that, I trained so hard, I don't think about it, my cardio got better. It was no physical adjustment I made. I just had to realize, like, you're thinking about it so much, that's all you're paying attention to. Yeah, bro, for real. Yeah. That's true. That's very true, man. You got to have a mental – you got to – I feel like being, bro, being an athlete is so tricky, bro. Like, you got to be 
you got to know when to let things go mm-hmm. and when to hold on to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to know when to be hard on yourself or, and when you're being too hard on yourself. Yeah. Like. That's what we yeah. talked about earlier. But, like, yeah. we talked about, like, hiding the truth or, like, the realness of life to, like, the younger generation. Like, you, ha- the only way to experience life is through trial and error. Like, you have to fail. Only way you're going to know your breaking point is if you've tried to reach your breaking point. You're only going to know how to let go of things if you've held on too long. Like, we've got to just, like, experience these things for ourselves. Like, we can only hold your hand up to some point. Like, we want to make sure, like, they they tell us, or, like, from what I've read, like, your parents, the biggest issue with parenting is you just don't want your kids to make the same mistakes you did. So you never, you pretty much prevent them from ever learning from the mistakes that you made. Jordan B. Peterson has a great question on this. He says, when you have a kid, would you rather them be safe or strong? He goes, you can hide them from the world and make sure they never drink alcohol, make sure they never do this, never do that, and they're safe, but they're weak as fuck. Or you let them go fuck up a little bit. You let them out, get in trouble. They're going to learn. They're not going to be completely safe, but they're going to grow and become strong, which will therefore make them safe. Yeah, which, by the way, by the way, I don't know how you raise kids without beating them. If I was not beat, if I was not beat as a child... I, w- I would have been the worst. It came kid. out of left field, Zach. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about, like, if my parents didn't, like, slap me upside the head growing up, I would have I would have been fucked. Like, it would have been game over. Yeah, there's some kids you see in public, you're like, they need to get their ass beat. Yeah. Those are the kids on the leashes. You ever seen those? Yeah, kids? oh, my bro, God. I don't, no, I don't know about the leashes, bro. <laughs> I don't know about the leashes. I'm not doing that. You've never, not, you've never heard of that? you never heard of that? No, I know I've seen it, and it's yeah. just crazy to me. Like me, I ain't gonna lie. Let me play with my parents if I wanted to. They they ain't need no leash. Yeah, no, yeah. a backhand is way cheaper and more effective than a leash. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I ain't gonna tell people how to raise their kids. No, that I, ain't agree. I agree. I yeah. <laughs> agree. Dude, the other day I was serving this table, and this mom and this kid came in, bro. I she asked for a coffee and well, first of all, before they even walked in, she was like, Hey, can we get a table in the back? My kid's a little rambunctious. I was like, all right. Oh, I know what that man, that's a red flag. Yeah. So I sit him in the back. I bring her out her coffee. You know, you put the little like tray she down. Talked about, she talked about her kid. Like it was a dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> my kid a little rambunctious. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay. Whoa, what? Tell your kid to chill out. Bro, tell me how I bring her her coffee. I bring out like the sugar packets and thing. This kid opens up a sugar packet and just dumps it on the table. And she just sat there. And I was like, I was like, if I would have done that, I was like, my mom would have been like, let's go to the car. Yeah. (laughs) Bro, it wouldn't have been no coffee. It would have been real quick. It would have been like two seconds. She would have gave me a look and be like, let's go to the car. I would have been like, oh, we're not hungry anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Here's a check. Thank you. I'll be right back. Like I'll be right back. And then I would have came back. Whole better move. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have said a fucking word. I would have moved. That that whole rambunctiousness. No, I would have been elite. I would have been the best sat in America. So funny. But wow. hey, we gotta get wrapping up. Uh, Mozzie, man, what a fucking fun podcast, dude. Thank you so much, bro. I had a blast. Yeah, you appreciate it, bro. I had fun too. 
I promise next time we get on, we'll talk more about your football career. Yeah, we'll talk more about sports. <laughs> yeah, bro, we need to talk about football for real. No, I like that, though. It was natural, bro. That's what yeah, I love the best kind of podcast. Um, Thanks. Now that you're back in town, when Zach gets back in town, let's try to do one in person. Oh, bro, I'm with it. Like, yeah, I'm be fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm just healing up right now. I got, like, I don't know how much more PT I got till I'm actually back moving around. I can't wait. Yeah. But, you got any back. final words you want to say or anything? Can't rush greatness. You cannot rush greatness. So take your time during that PT. Appreciate it, my boy. Yerp. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, brother.